Hello, my name is Pastor Mark Sturmer with The Church International, and I would just like to say welcome to our podcast. I know God wants to use this to speak something very positive into your life. I know this will encourage you, help you grow in your walk with the Lord. And look, if you enjoy this, leave a review, make sure you share it with someone, and go ahead and subscribe so that you won't miss out on any of the messages that God wants to communicate to you. Well, look, God bless, get ready, lean in, and watch what the Lord is about to do. You know, we're talking about miracles, and, you know, God always, when you read the Gospels, Jesus did a lot of things different. You know, I think, God, there's not just one way that God works a miracle. You know, Pastor Mark talked about a miracle that he had had that, uh, you know, his eyes getting bad and everything, and, and he was just having a hard time reading, and, but he just went outside one time. Do y'all remember that testimony? He went outside, and he just asked the Lord. He said, Lord, I'm just asking, man, for a, a number of years later. I know my eyes is a part of getting older, but I'm asking you, God, to give me a number of more years just have uh, without wearing glasses. And he said that week when he went to read the Word of God, man, his eyes were totally fine. That was over 10 years ago. Come on, somebody. And, uh, you know, I, I, what I'm saying is, is that God works different ways, but I think there's sometimes, you know, there's, we might just say one, one prayer and that's it, but I'm going to tell you, there's some other things that when you would petition the Lord, you better be in it for the long haul. This ain't some one and done kind of thing. And uh, where's Mr. David Norwood? Come on, where are you at? Raise your hand. I know. He's down this aisle. There he is right there, down this aisle. Pastor Warren knows where he is. Hey, a shepherd knows where his sheep is, don't he? And uh, so David, man, one time he's got a nice-looking vest, and we were, uh, I was looking at him. I said, man, I said, uh, what do you think about me and you going outside and uh, wrestling for that vest? Dave, man, listen, Mr. David didn't bat an eye. He just said, well, let me tell you, son. He said, you better pack a lunch. I mean, y'all ever heard that statement, you better pack a lunch? Y'all know what he's talking about. What he's saying, hey, you better be in it for the long haul. You know what I'm saying? This ain't going to be some one and done, you know. And so I just want to tell you, when I thought about it, that's the truth. Sometimes when we approach God for a miracle, I'm going to tell you we're believing God for something. Sometimes, you know, he's like, hey, you better pack a lunch. Like this ain't some one and done. You better be in it for the long haul. You hear me? So this morning, I'm going to be talking about praying through. You see, a lot of times when we're believing God, we pray till we get resistance. We may pray till we get discouraged. We pray till we get distracted and forget about it. But sometimes we just need to pray through. And I'm going to look at, uh, we're going to look at Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10, where Jesus, uh, the subtitle is Jesus Heals Blind Bartimaeus. And uh, when you came in, you should have gotten a note card, and, and I'm, that's going to be something in a minute about what I want you to write down, what you're believing God for. Mark chapter 10, uh, Jesus, here's blind Bartimaeus is a beggar, he's beside the road, and Jesus is coming with his disciples, and people are following him, and uh, blind Bartimaeus hears that he's coming by, there's this whole crowd going in, so that's kind of where the story starts, and we're just going to walk through uh, Blind Bartimaeus in, in his encounter with Jesus. So in verse 46, it says this, Then the, they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. And when Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. 
So he just heard, man, what's going on? And they said, hey, it's Jesus of Nazareth. So as soon as he realized that Jesus was nearby, he shouted out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And so my first question to you, number one, is this. If we're going to pray through, do you know what you are believing God for? That's my question to you. Do you really know? Can you articulate it? If Jesus Christ was to come by here right now into this sanctuary in which he is here, he's present with us, but he came in down these aisles in, in bodily form and he looked to you and he said, hey, Mr. David, what do you want to do? What do you want me to do for you? Because really, when you read the Gospels, that's what you see. Could you tell him exactly what you're believing God for? Could you tell him? Or would you kind of bottleneck a little bit? You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's be honest. If Jesus did came up in there, I know it's Jesus, I'd bottleneck a little bit too. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, uh, uh, you know, can I just touch the hem of his robe? And, you know, if he walked away, I'd be like, no, 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 that's not it. Jesus, that's what I need. But the truth of it is, is that we need to be able to articulate or would we just kind of flounder a little bit and say, well, well, well I just want you to bless me. Now, I'm going to tell you this. I've been in full-time ministry for over 23 years. We've been living from the gospel. And I will tell you this. One thing about seeing God move in your life, not all the time, but a lot of the times is that you need to be specific in what you're believing God for. You need to be able to tell him this is what I'm believing you for. Could you do that? And that's what I'm, my challenge is, is that really at the end of this message, you're going to be able to say, God, this is what I need, or this is what I would like, or this is what I want. I want you to be able to petition the Lord clearly. You know that uh, Bartimaeus, man, it was clear what he was believing God for. And let me also tell you, it was worth it to him too. So number two, is Ian worth it to you, and are you willing to fight for it? How I many know you get into a project and as long as that thing goes on, you're really debating whether or not that you want to hang in here or not? Believing God is the same way. Because you're putting your faith out there and you need to know, is this something you really want to fight for? Is this something that you really need or something you really want? Come on, parents, we know this with our kids. I mean, no Christmas roll around. Oh, they need and want a lot of things, am I right? I'm amazed. Sometimes we go into Walmart and different things, and man, we got just, we have to do them in sections, man. We just, you know, four so many at a time. But I'm amazed. Some of these kids, they'll tell us what, we, what they want throughout the year, but when we go into Walmart, it's amazing. It's like, oh, daddy, this is what I've been wanting right here. This is what I've been wanting. Oh, oh yeah, you really want that? And then they go down, oh, no, this is what I'm really wanting right here. Oh, this is what I've been needing right here. They go down, and listen, how many of you know that they, as, as they continue on, they walk out of Walmart, and they can't even tell me what they picked up off that shelf. Now, do you really think, that, you know, it's, it's a spur of the moment, am I right? Now, you, as parents, you want to do what you can to bless your kids. It's not just, how I many know that most of the stuff that they need or that they get for Christmas is not what they need, but what they want? And listen, I'm going to tell you this. It's the same. I'll, it is a lot of the same way with the Father. Man, the Lord loves you. He desires to bless you. It's not just based off of need, taking care of this bill. It is that, but it's also some wants, too, that you have. The Bible says that he gives us the desires of our heart. But how many of you know if, if, if your kids, 
if they're consistent maybe throughout the year before Christmas is building up and they're saying, hey, Dad, I really want this, or they find something, they're saying, man, I really love this, and you know as it con- continues on, and they're consistent with, they're consistent with, how many know as parents you will do everything you can, if possible, to provide something like that for their ch- your child? How many know what I'm talking about? That's what I'm talking about, believing God and being persistent with Now, there are some things that I've asked God, just like my kids have asked, that, you know what, aren't really good, and you're going to get a no no matter what. There's been things for Christmas. I remember one time my four-year-old asked me for a hatchet. (laughs) I mean, no, no matter what, he can ask all he wants, be persistent, but as a good father, you're like, Brian, you're going to injure yourself and other people. Come on, it's the same way with the Father. I don't mind asking, but if there's some things I've asked that, you know, Lord, I really need a, a muscle car. And the Lord's like, nah, no, you don't. <laughs> but I am still believing for one, so we get moving. All right, this is another point you need to understand about the Lord, is that God doesn't just move because of a need. I'm going to tell you, that's going to challenge some of you in here. God, you read the Word of God, God didn't just move because there was a need in somebody's life. And I'm talking about there are some serious needs going on in Jesus' time. Even Jesus said Himself, and He got the Pharisees absolutely furious, the Israelites furious when He said this. He said, there were tons of lepers in the days of Elijah. He said, but only Naaman the Syrian was the one who got healed. Right? He was a Gentile, an outsider, and that made him furious. Because it wasn't just off a need that God moves. No, it's faith coupled with need. It's faith, it's belief, it's persistence with need, with want, with desire that, man, a miracle begins to happen. Verse 48. Listen to what the people tell him. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. It didn't say, it says many people yelled at him. But he only what? Shouted louder. You see, a lot of times, man, we want to believe God, or we might, might even say what we want to believe, but a lot of times we only pray until somebody starts criticizing us. Or somebody kind of like, you're believing God for what? Now, I remember one time that uh, Amy, uh, I mean, but listen, I'll just go ahead and tell you this. If we're afraid of what other people think about us, we're just not going anywhere. We're not going to get a whole lot from the Lord. Let me go ahead and tell you. Galatians chapter 1, Paul said this. He said, if my goal or my aim was to please people, were to get followers and likes and so that I wouldn't be criticized or anything else like that. Paul says that he said, if, if my goal or aim was to please people, I would not be a bondservant of Jesus Christ. You know, and I, uh, Amy, one time, you know, and a lot of this, my gosh, my wife, if you know my wife, my wife has the gift of faith. And we all believe it. Then God gives special gifts to people. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I mean, my wife has the gift of faith. When I like stretch my faith out and I'm like, Amy, I'm believing this. Amy's like, oh, that's good, but I'm believing this. And I'm just like, it took me two weeks just to get to where I was at, you know. <laughs> Our first house, we were living in, uh, in an apartment, the fir- uh, our first apartment we were living in and had a child and everything. But Amy was like, man, I really believe, you know, we're wanting to move into a house, a thing. And she kept praying. She said, the Lord gave me a word, bigger, a bigger place, less money. Remember that? Bigger place, less money. Bigger place, less money. And everywhere that she would go, she'd tell people, bigger place, less money. And then she had her coworkers and everybody else with her like, what? How much do you pay? And she said, we pay $450 in rent and stuff. And I mean, you know, that's pretty good. 
Okay, that's pretty good back then, and that's still that's really good right now. Okay, bigger place. And they said, "What? Oh yeah, we only had a one bedroom. I think it was like I don't know, eight hundred square feet, said whatever it is. But I'm believing God for a bigger place, less money. And I'm going to tell you, those women, those other people criticize her. She put it out there, but I will tell you this: within six months, we bought a place, and it was uh, twice as much living area. It was a three bedroom, and we paid less money a, a, a month than we did at, uh, at that place." Actually, it was like $20 less than our, our note. But you got to put it out there. And we got to be honest. You guys, we got to be honest. What are we afraid of? Like, really, what are you afraid of to tell the Lord? What are some things on the inside? You know, are we afraid, again, of what people think of us? Maybe we're afraid of it not happening and that we miss the Lord. Come on, Amy, you know that's a real fear. You're afraid of looking bad, fearful of being discouraged if it doesn't happen. How many know that that's a big one too, where you put your faith out there this before and you're believing God, quoting God, telling God what you believe, but it doesn't happen. And then all of a sudden, man, it took you a while to recover from that. Let's just be honest, man. You're like, sometimes, man, I just don't know that my faith could take it. So we, what's it called? It's called self-preservation. Or maybe this, we're afraid that God is just too busy and got more important things to do than, than that to bother with my little, to do that, to do that to bother with him with my little want or need. Maybe you just think God's just really got way too many bigger things and there's so many more people that, you know, have needs and stuff and I don't want to bother him with my stuff. How I many you know that that's a, that's a real, I, I see that a lot in the body of Christ. Let me tell you, that's a lie from the devil. Listen to me, that's a lie. Some of us in here, maybe your parents were like that. That is not the father, which if my kids were like that, if they had a legitimate need or a desire, but they're like, well, I don't want to bother daddy or I don't want to ever, you know, he's just to be, he got so many many things in your mind. Let me tell you what, if that's the case, then as parents, I am too busy. Do you hear me? You are too busy. Your parents may have been too busy. Listen, our whole goal as parents is to make sure that our, our, our children are ready to go into life. Am I right? It's your heart. The Bible says this. If us being evil know how to good, give good gifts to our children, then how much more would the Heavenly Father give the, uh, the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Come on, that's natural for us as parents that we want to take care of our kids and do everything that we can for them if we know there are some things that we have to restrain because we know that they need to be disciplined and we can't get involved with, but it doesn't mean we don't love them or don't know about their need or don't care about what's going on in their life. Number four, not only do you have, let's see, number three was are you speaking out? Here it is. Yeah, number three. I don't, I don't know if I covered that. Number three, are you speaking out what you're believing God for? Are you speaking out? Because I'm going to tell you, it's not just enough. If you want to see God move, you don't need to just hide, hide the words in your heart. I'm telling you, you need to speak it out. You need to let it go. Even in confession, some of us were saved. It says we, we confess that Jesus is Lord. When we speak it out, this is what I believe. It's what I testify to. And number four, are you consistent in petitioning the Lord? Jesus talked a lot about it. How many of y'all remember the, uh, the widow? Y'all remember the unjust judge and the widow? I mean, here's this guy that the Bible says that he did not fear God, nor did he even like people. How many of you know that he's in the wrong profession of judging people, okay? Hey, if you don't fear God and you don't love people, go find something else to do. 
But it says this, that he rendered a, a, a decision not because that he feared God, not because he loved that, uh, that widow woman. It was because the widow woman was persistent, persistent, saying, you know what, get justice for me, get justice for me. And then he applies the same thing to the Lord. And he's like, man, if this unjust judge, how much more would the Heavenly Father, man, that he says he tarries long with you? But he also says this, he says, when the Son of God comes back, will he really find faith on the earth? So let me tell you, praying through and praying with persistence and, listen, being pleasing to the Lord go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. Now, I was thinking about Abraham. Abraham, do you know that Abraham, it was 25 years when God said that uh, or hinted to the fact that his descendants would be like the sands of the sea until God brought Isaac. 25 years. But listen to what it says about Abraham's faith in Romans chapter 4. It says, and who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations. According to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body, already dead since he was about 100 years old, and, he, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Come on, isn't that our goal? Our goal is to bring glory to God. And I'm telling you, when God answers your prayers in your life, in your family, and you have testimony, say, look what God has done. Listen, you are bringing glory to him. Do you hear me? That's our goal is to bring glory to the Lord. Actually, it says they didn't, his, his faith didn't get weakened. Actually, as the years went by, it says it got stronger. Man, that's something else. Verse 49. It says, and when Jesus heard him, talking about uh, uh, Bartimaeus, when Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man, cheer up. They said, come on, he's calling you. First thing that sticks out is that Jesus doesn't say that he saw him. He said that he what? Heard him. You see, a lot of times when we talk, we think that God doesn't see us. Well, let me tell you, God sees us, but what he needs is, is to hear us. A lot of us, we say, man, God, do you see where I'm at? Do you see it? Oh, he sees us. But what he needs you to do is believe the word of God, take a hold of the word of God, and begin to speak the word of God. Listen to what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Paul writes in verse 13, but we continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith the psalmist had when he said, I believed in God, and so I what? Spoke. He said, I believed, and so I did what? I spoke. Man, we've got to speak it out. Verse 50, going back to Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked my rabbi. The blind man said, I want to see. Now think about that. Here it is, he's been calling, have mercy on me, have mercy on me, have mercy on me. And finally they're like, bring him to me. Yeah, bring him here. So he's coming to him and Jesus, listen, he's coming to me. He can't see, he's blind. And Jesus still asks him, hey, what do you want me to do for you? How I many you know that Jesus knew what he wanted? I mean, I'm thinking, oh, he's blind. Why are you asking that question? Jesus could have just said, hey, I know you want to see and stuff. You're blind. I'm going to heal you. No, he didn't. He asked him personally what he articulated. What do you, what are you believing me for? What do you need from me? Man, and Bartimaeus knew exactly what he needed. He said, my rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. 
Man, I'm telling you, the Lord, you have got, I think we just need a mind shift. The church needs a mind shift that God is not against us. God is for us. And if God be for us, man, then who can be against us? Amen. But he's waiting for a man or a woman of God just to begin to speak the word of God. Believe him for something. That's why you call it supernatural. We, that's why we call it a miracle, because man couldn't do it. Man, I remember it, uh, if y'all were here during uh, COVID and stuff, and then we had a service out there on Lamar. We, we had to do services a few weeks. How many of y'all, y'all were out there when we were at Lamar and stuff? Well, we had, uh, uh, it was Easter during that, this time. And I'm going to tell you, during this service that we were going to have Easter out there, if we were there, we were in the, uh, in the parking lot of Lamar, okay? We had the uh, altar set up, all the speakers, the overhang, all this stuff, and we were bringing cars in by the tons. I mean, we were filling it out. But listen, that Easter Sunday morning, it was a 100% chance of rain. Now, I'm not talking about like just a little bit of light shower. I'm talking about when you looked up on the radar, it was black, dark green, the whole thing. And I remember thinking, Lord Jesus, God, you kind of got to move. You got to go through. But at the same time, I'm thinking somebody better bring a, a jacket or something's going on. But I remember when Pastor Mark, look, I remember when he got on that, uh, that altar and he put his foot on that. I still remember because me and Alex were talking about me and Alex were parking cars out there and stuff. And me and Alex, he, he said, and he goes like, the, and I'm going to tell you, it's, it's one thing. Okay, the weatherman. How many know the weatherman? Oh, I don't trust that cat. Okay, but I can trust what I see on, on the radar. Am I right? He can say clear skies all day long, but I can tell you what is black right next to me. Pastor Mar put his foot on that altar, and I remember him saying, he's like, in the name of Jesus, God, that it is not going to rain on this property, not one drop. I'm believing you surround this, this uh, place, Lord, this uh, parking lot that we're on with your favor, God, as with a shield. And I remember in my heart, I was like, yes, amen, amen. But in my mind, I was thinking, somebody better grab an uh, 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 umbrella. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? In your heart, you're like, yes, I believe. But I looked around, and I mean, it was as black as, as the top of the ceiling. I mean, your heart's saying one thing, but your mind is telling you something else. I want to tell you this. We started service, and it was an absolute miracle. If you were there, you remember what I'm talking about. It absolutely poured down raining to our left Behind us, listen, all the way around the front and all the way around to the side. Bring up this picture. We snapshotted this picture during the service. I got this thing. I mean, me and Alex were on the right-hand side in that parking lot right there. And listen, this wasn't just like for five minutes. If you were there, it was for an hour and a half. It looked just like this. And I'm telling you, I was totally amazed. Pastor was preaching, and praise God he's not here. He's probably going to listen to it. I don't remember what he was talking about. But I do, <laughs> I do remember looking to the right, and there was a wall of water 40 yards to the right. I mean, it was pouring down water, you could see. But it was dry as a bone where I was standing. I was like, my God, God is good. 
I'm telling you, man, it's not just for the big things. You, you, we've got to. And I was thinking, man, too, while he was praying, how many know that the devil would like to lie to Pastor Mark and say, hey, man, you're going to throw this out there. What are other people going to think of you? You're the pastor. You're saying this. It didn't happen. Maybe there's something wrong with you. Or maybe God, their, their, their faith in God is, is not going to happen. And, and, and you know what I'm saying? It's going to be kind of shaken a little bit. Sometimes we feel like we need to defend the Lord in some of this, to protect the Lord. Let me go ahead and tell you, ain't nobody here. God does not need anybody in here protecting him. He can take care of himself. Verse 52, going back to Bartimaeus. It says, and Jesus said to him, go, your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. And we're talking about praying through. There is the divine relationship. Listen to what he says. Go, your faith has healed you. Jesus could have said, hey, my power has healed you. That's not what he said. He said, go, your faith has healed you. He actually puts it in his court and says, no, it's, it's, it's your faith that's healed you. There's a divine relationship going on between our faith and Jesus' power. Let me tell you, it's not totally up to God. I, I say it's not totally. I, I believe that God maybe can. He does move. He's sovereign. But I'll tell you this. When I read scriptures, more than not, he does not. He, he will not move. I'll say he will not. He, he wants to work through man to get it done. But you got to pray through. A lot of us, listen, we pray till we just hit resistance. We pray till we get discouraged. And man, that's it. We pray. But, but I'm telling you, there's miracles on the other side if you'll keep pressing in. I, I'm going to be honest. It was, I was kind of telling this to the team and to my part. It's kind of a, to my own shame. But, you know, it, uh, it was the truth. About 20, 20 something years ago, we were on the mission field, Amy and I, and we were leading a, a bunch of missionaries, young, young people, uh, college, career, high school age, onto the mission field out in South America somewhere, or Central America. And we were out there, and what we would do is we would preach the gospel, and people would come and, and receive Christ, and then we would pray for the sick. We'd break up into little groups, little pods, and we would pray for the sick and everything. And so after we preached the gospel, God moved, people got saved and healed. And there was a number of people like just left the crowds and said, hey, we're going to pray for you. And so the young people, man, I'm going to tell you, bro, when the, Jesus said, hey, you need to come to me like a child. I'm telling you, them young people believe God. A lot of us, we get older, we think of what God didn't do, bro. They got a clean slate right in front of them, bro. They'll believe him. And they started praying, and Amy, I remember Amy was over this one group, and I was over a few other groups trying to make sure that everybody stayed together. You know what I'm saying? To go down some aisle or some, some byway and highway here. And so I was kind of making sure. But this guy came up, and it was an older gentleman, and uh, not as old as Pastor Warren. You, you're still one-third of the way through. And so, But this older gentleman came up, and he had his wife with him. And you could tell that he had like he'd had a stroke, is what she had said. We had an interpreter there. But had a stroke, and his whole right-hand side, like he couldn't move. He was just like this, and she was helping him come along. And it, this is the way he kind of came in. And so uh, Amy and the young people started praying for him. And I remember thinking, oh, yeah, God's about to do something good, man. I was praying, too, and all those young people grabbed a hold of them, and they were praying fervently and everything. And, I mean, you're there. I'm ready to see this thing happen. 
My whole heart's in this one. And, and Amy takes a step back and she said this. She said, in the name of Jesus, walk. I mean, you know, that takes a lot of faith. She spoke it out. She said, in the name of Jesus, walk. And I'm going to tell you that, man, I, this is my perception. When I saw him, like, he couldn't move still. He still, like, couldn't walk. He was just like, he was trying, but it was just like this. And I was thinking, oh, bro, you know, it's just... I just kind of, hey, I'm just being honest of the insecurity, the little stuff that I have. Like, maybe I need to defend the Lord. We're kind of making, I'm going to go over here to this other pod. We'll see what God's doing over here. But I'm going to tell you, man, praise God that Amy and those kids, man, did just pray to resistance or pray to just what, until, until they didn't get what they wanted, man. Those young people and Amy, man, they turned around and said, man, well, what else are we, can we pray for? Can we pray for your arm? And they were like, yeah, he can't move his arm and everything. And I remember thinking to myself, well, if God didn't heal him the first time on his leg, I'm thinking in my mind, you know what? Let's move on to somebody else. But I'm going to tell you, those young people begin to pray, and Amy began to pray for that man, and they laid hands on him. They prayed fervently again. And I was still, now this time I had distanced myself just a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Enough to kind of like be in agreement, but not enough to be associated that, you know, that was my prayer, okay? Honest truth. This is the whole truth. And I want to tell you this. They prayed fervently, and then I'm going to tell you, Amy took a step back again, and she said, in the name of Jesus, she said, stretch out your arm. And I'm going to tell you, that man did just like this. I, I mean, just like that. I, I watched that, but his wife, you should have seen his wife. And all you, I just still remember, Gloria Dios, Gloria Dios, Gloria Dios. They was just coming. And he was crying. And to take his own hand, because he kept and wiping his tears, he's like, Man, listen, that, that really happened because praise God that somebody didn't just say, well, I guess God's not going to do anything. But they pressed on and said, no, we can believe God for something else. We're going to keep moving forward. Number five, we're going to start to close. Number five, we need to write down what we are believing God for so that the others can run with us. That's what these note cards are. I just encourage you. I want you to be able to write. We're going to take some time in just a minute. What are you believing God for? Habakkuk 2.2 says this, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak. It will not lie, though it tarries. Wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. It says, Write the vision down so that he who reads it may run. Listen, God is a God of an agreement. Yes, maybe God wants to do a miracle in your life, but some of you are like, well, I don't want to tell anybody else. It's kind of personal. You're going to find out that God is a God. You not only need the Lord, but you need your brothers and sisters next to you, linking arms. Listen, and there's power in agreement. When you get two or three touching one thing, that's what it doesn't say one person. It says when two are touching one thing, write it down. Write it down. Be specific. I'm going to tell you, we have done this years and years and years. And I had all kind of testimonies like my wife. I mean, all, she, when she starts making lists, that's when I know I'm like, Lord, Jesus, just, just give us more room, Lord, to bring in what she's believing you for, God. She'll be praying for jogging strollers. I remember like jogging. And God, who, I mean, you just think God don't like, like jogging strollers, a doubles jogging stroller at that. She'll write it down. God, I'm believing you for a double jogging stroller. And I look at it, I'm like. 
I, I just don't understand. That's why it's a miracle, supernatural. God, I believe with her, though. And sure enough, somebody will call her up and say, hey, I just have this double dragon stroll. Is that something you would like? She'd be like, yep. How I many know that God gets glory from that? That's specific. That's telling them exactly what you need. I mean, I've, we've gone in vehicles, paid for, in cash, encouraging words. We prayed for people. God has brought in computers, jobs, opening doors. We redid my office through it. All of this from writing stuff down. And I want to, I, I just remember, there he is, Troy Melanson, right over there, one of the ushers, man. I love, hey, that's a man of God right over there, Troy Melanson. Well, listen, I asked him, I remember this testimony. I said, can I tell this testimony? He said, absolutely, brother. And so uh, I, I went by there, and uh, man, a great mechanic, great, knows how to work on all kind of stuff, and uh, does a great job. But anyway, I went over there and talked to him about a lot more, whatever. And so anyway, praise God. And so um, he, he told me about his truck had, had just died, or whatever, the engine or something went out in the truck. And I remember I said, well, man, I said, what do you believe in God for? He said, well, I need another truck. I said, and then my immediate first question is, what kind of truck? And he's like, well, a truck that runs. I'm like, just telling God exactly what kind of truck. Well, I'd like a truck, the same truck that I have, like right now. I love the truck. I love the truck. It's been a great truck. I want the same truck that I have. I'd like lower miles or whatever it is on it and stuff. I'd like the color of this truck. I say, come on, we're going to believe God right now that God's going to provide this same kind of truck that you have right now that you're looking for. And listen, we begin to pray. And I asked him, that was on a Sunday. And on Tuesday, he called me up and he said, Pastor, he said, I, I, a call came in and he said, a, a guy, you wouldn't believe, he said, had the same truck that I have. It's two years, uh, two years newer, lower mileage. The only thing wrong with it was a transmission he said in which I rebuilt three years ago or four years ago and it was sitting on the thing so I already had the transmission for it and bought it got the same truck that I have now come on grab that note card you got a pen grab that note card Man, I, I want to see God just continue to move. You're going to have to take a step of faith, you guys. I know it's going to be tough. Well, what if God doesn't? Or what if, listen, it, let me tell you, if God doesn't want you to have it, oh, trust me, he will let you know. Because trust me, you don't keep praying for something that if God says, hey, you don't need that, you don't keep praying for that, okay? Because that blessing might be a curse if you keep doing it. You got that note card, right? We're about to go in this song. It says, when we press into his presence. Come on, when we press in. Paul said this. He said, I press on to possess. Some of us, man, you need to press in in what you're believing God for. You need to tell exactly for this child. I've seen God move in character. God, I need this. This is, they're having a hard time understanding algebra or having to understand this. You're saying, well, God, does God know anything about algebra? Yes, he does. And not only does he know it, he wants to help. But he's going to link arm. It takes not just need, but it takes faith and persistence to see God move. I've seen it personally. I read it in the Bible, and I'm telling you that we'll continue to see it move on. It'll be a season of miracles. Amen? But we got to press in. So look, as y'all write this stuff down, as stuff comes to you, I want you to write it down. If nothing comes, then fine. Then you maybe need to ask God, what do you need me to believe God for? Amen? Come on, let's stand to our feet. We're going to press in a little bit. Come on, we're going to press in. And if you have something you write on, you write it down. Come on, we're going to believe God.
Come on, amen. Come on, that's good, amen. You know, I thought of something right now. Come on, we're about to be in agreement. This is what I'm believing God for right here. I'm not going to speak it out. But I'm going to write it down right now for us. Come on, we're going to pray. Grab your card. Come on, we're going to be in agreement. Come on, I'll stand with you. You stand with me. Amen? Amen. Come on. Come on, let's pray. If you have that card, come on, just lift it up. Even if you don't have anything on it, come on, I'm going to believe that God does speak to you, all right? Come on, let's pray. Lift that card up. Father, Lord, we just pray, God, in the name of Jesus, God, we write these things down. God, we believe in you for it. God, I'm believing you for what I wrote down. God, I'm in agreement, God, with every family, God, every husband, God, every mother, every wife, every child, God, every man, God, that's in this place. God, that you're going to provide for them. You're Jehovah Jireh, Lord, our provider. God, that you're going to move, God, that we'll be able to speak it out, get other people in agreement, God. Lord, to see you move in the lives, oh Lord, and what we're believing you for, God, for your glory. Come on, for your glory and for your honor, Lord. Expand your kingdom, God. Your power, my faith. Come on, your power, our faith, God. We believe. Come on, say, we believe. Come on, say, I believe. Come on, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Come on, it's been a good morning, amen. Man, I love it when y'all do that whole life. What do you call it? Drum break. The drum break. Lord Jesus. Man, I feel like heaven's moving during the drum break. Amen. All right. Well, look, God bless you guys. Y'all have a good, man, rest of the Sunday, man. We'll see you next week.